Hey, welcome to this episode of Hollywood Breaks. This week, we brought back Andrew Rosen of Parkour, and we discussed the creator economy, what influence that is having in Hollywood, and what it might mean to upcoming trends. So enjoy this episode. We probably just need to reference the Oscars somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Slap! <laughs> there you go. We just referenced it. I was watching G.I. Jane over the weekend, and <laughs> Even better. I, w- I was thinking more of like the idea of um, there's, a, I mean, the term is punchline. Like yeah. you don't, oh, right. I mean, that's interesting. And I, yeah. and I, and I haven't like quite looked up the epidemic epidemiology of the term punchline, but I'm going to say that I think we all have a very clear reference. What punchline <laughs> means now, wouldn't you say slap line? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah. know. Have you guys what 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 what's your process been? Have you looked at it at all angles and double checked what happened and questioned what Jada's look was to Will and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I want those three seconds. That there's yeah, some, I'm just gonna I say want three I want to see the three seconds from when and he's I laughing her, at the joke, cuts I think back her to Chris, rep is and like, then all of a sudden Will Smith's on stage and boom, and you're like, wait, what? He was yeah. just laughing at the joke. What happens? There is, there, there is like, I mean, it, it's people comparing it to the Zapruder film, right? Like the Zapruder film, something. exactly. There's a missing three seconds. And there's a little bit that feels like something out of like the Terminator movie, right? Where, you know, they sort of look at the robot and then all of a sudden it goes off and does something. Right. Um, or better yet, like RoboCop, right? That the Yeah, when the TI-86 <laughs> or whatever yes. goes nuts. Behave yourselves! <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a there's like some TikTok video that has a has a reaction after the slap where Jada uh yes from behind where, and she seems when, to be yeah. laughing at it. Well, Chris says, "Well, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me." And then she laughs, which yeah. I st- I swear if I watch it, he Chris did keep the mood going. Like he he went along with the like joke. A professional. Like, well, I yeah. guess that's a joke. It's not until Will Smith yelled at him that he was like, whoa, this isn't, you're not kidding anymore. And I think that, well, I, no, think I, think, I think he knew as soon as the slap happened, that it wasn't that something where the problem was the audience in the theater and at home didn't really understand what had happened until yeah. Will got back to his seat and started yelling. Yeah. Like yeah. as soon as I was watching it, I was like, wait a minute, did that just happen? And then all of a sudden the audio was bleeped. And then I knew that something serious had just happened. Yeah. The minute that, that Chris was talking. Genius, by the way, the the, the seat filler, like. <laughs> the, oh, the Saturday Night Live skit? Yeah. Yeah, that was genius. That was <laughs> I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, I got to Oh, you have now. to watch gotta, it. I, I, it's oh, like a premise is that a seat filler is about to get like a selfie with Will Smith. And then the joke is told. And then, you know, and then uh, Chris read the, the the comic on Saturday Night Live playing Will Smith. He goes, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I guess yeah. we have to find that. That sounds hilarious. I love it. And he comes back and he's normal. So anyway, I'm from Philly. Anyway, 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 I'm from Philly. <laughs> and the seat filler's like, um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. What just happened? <laughs> that's so crazy. Uh, uh, kudos to Chris Rock, though. That is uh No, no, that was yes. I, I mean, that was that was there's there's levels of professionalism that I think are very hard to reach and a lot a lot many aspire to, and that was that was that was an elite level of it. Yes, yeah, absolutely was. Stayed Completely. on his feet, kept it going, did his job. 
And I, I do feel, as any, everyone's been saying, I feel bad for Questlove, who has to go on stage afterward, has yep. waited a lifetime for this moment to share his story, give it a moment. And often, you know, here's what comes from someone winning an Oscar, is that I become curious and I say, wow, I wonder what that documentary is about. I would, yep. I'll go watch it. Yeah. And I have no idea. You know, I, I mean, I, I paid attention. I know a little bit more uh, in depth, so I, I, I recognize at the moment. But I'm going to guess that moment is what's lost too. Is all the return yeah, from the effort that yeah. all of a sudden no, does anyone remember Quest Love at all on stage? Um, um, that's the no. sadness there. Yeah, especially two guys from Philly. One guy from Philly took him from the other guy from Philly. That's the I know that's such a strange little subculture thing happening there. Yeah. What you, you know when you guys think about that, like. And Andrew, you're you're in this advertising world. Like, what's what's happening in our industry where these celebrities that are, you know, they're actors becoming filmmakers, becoming influencers. You know, is is Will Smith in touch with reality, or is there's a movement happen that he was part of? Does this change all that momentum? Yeah, so what happened here. So I think what you're referring to is that, you know, Will Smith has been at, at some point over the past five years, just decided to go all in on social media and become the social media presence. And he has like 11 million followers on his, right, maybe like nine to 11 million. I think it's 11 million followers on his, on his YouTube channel. He does TikToks, he does Instagram, you know, he's opened up his life after being a famously uh, private, highly yeah. controlled celebrity presence. Red Table and Talk so, is part of his whole thing. Yeah, and, and, it's and, like and, they're, and they're trying to become right. the Kardashians in a way. Yep. So, yeah, so. I mean, but I think that, you know, the point is, how do they take their brands and expand it in this new generation of media? How do they become more of a presence? And, and I think that the, and, and I think that there's a, you know, because I think he saw that the nature of celebrity was changing. Um, and so, you know, and, and I think and there's a really good GQ article interview with him about in, in, in November where he really goes into this. His book has just become, you know, his autobiography has just become a bestseller. You know, he's, he's on the forefront of this. He's, he is an avatar. He's a figurehead of this mm -hmm. moment where Hollywood celebrity sees opportunity in building social media presences and ideally building the leveraging that social media presence to build businesses, right? So right. The Rock sells Terramana tequila. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds sells aviation gin. And I, I didn't, I still haven't watched uh, Red Note. My understanding is that there's at least two infomercials in that movie for each oh, of yeah, the liquor yeah. They do a great and job. So, <laughs> and so you get, you get the question, you get the point, you sort of, you understand that these guys realize that these are new channels for creating content. There are new, new channels for building community and they are new channels for commerce that, that you can actually profit off of the, this enormous reach that you have as a celebrity, meaning some percentage of your millions of followers are going to engage with the commerce uh, that you built. Right. And that's Reese, right. that's Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine <laughs> brand and her Draper Jane's e-commerce line. Um, and then she also has a book club. So she has community. And so you know, all three things are the hypothesis of the of the uh, the two former Disney executives, Kevin Mayer, who used to run digital uh, direct to consumer and, and international under Bob Iger at Disney and Tom Staggs, who was at one point the CEO to be. And I think it was it was either CFO or COO. I'm just blanking oh, right. for a second. But um, the two of them have raised 
few billion from Blackstone to take advantage of this moment. Um, and uh, you know, one of their one of their core hypotheses is that Hollywood talent uh, can can build uh, community. Um, uh, yeah, what's community the name of that? And they're a group again. Commerce. Uh, they're called the Can- Candle Media. Candle um, Media. Okay. Yeah. And but one of their investments, which is not not as big as an investment as they've made in in uh, in Reese Witherspoon's business, is they just invested sixty million into Westbrook. Uh, incorporated Westbrook Media, which is Will Smith's business. Um, sure. So, and the, I think that uh, Westbrook had a role in King Richard. Um, yeah, it did. And yes, they did. I absolutely. see their logo mm-hmm. on the Bel Air show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've nailed it. That's yeah. it. They, yeah. they are. And actually, they, and if you read the Blackstone press release about the the investment, I mean, the, the list of things that they have their hands in is is significant. Um, and And so it's a and it, it, like they're 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 a legitimate company, and more importantly, with Red Table Talks, they're one of the most successful Facebook Live series. And again, you know, Will and Jada have millions of followers, and so they're they have a real presence. But the thing that you were hitting on that's sort of a good, important point, though, right? Which is you're at this moment where that's the new business model, or a business model, or, or a business logic that's in the marketplace that certainly the Candle Media guys think that they can monetize. Um, but at the same time. You know, Will Smith has been an avatar and a figurehead for this movement. And two weeks ago, he slapped somebody on, on national TV. Yeah. And, and and the decision in that moment makes zero sense, right? There's, you know, people like, oh, you know, I can understand why. He, I've had people say this to me, like, oh, I can understand why he did it. And then they give you a reason. But, you know, again, like the, the act of violence is sort of bizarre, <laughs> Like, yeah. exactly, like you know, he, he was he was violent, and then he shouted at him. Where he could have yeah. just said, "Like that's not funny. twice, not just once, but twice." Yeah, twice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it feels like it's pumped up, right? I mean, Keith, I think you were saying this earlier. Like Will Smith just felt like he was so pumped up that his amygdala just kicked in, and he had no control. And yeah. there's a there's almost a sense of like. I think he walked up on stage without a plan, if you ask me. And then the the moment it presented himself, because the the slap was so ugly, it's clearly not yeah. planned. Yeah. Um, that uh, he just basically did it, and then didn't know what to do. You know, and I, you know, I'm a father, so I've had moments of just being totally pissed off and have, losing my logic brain as well. So I kind of know those moments were like afterwards you have the the decompressing moment and then you come through the shame and the worry and the whatever. He just did it on international television. Um, And there's, but that shocking moment of like, what is that weird pumped up bubble? And are are we doing ourselves a disservice with this candle media strategy of like giving people or the platform such big heads like, are we going to see or, or, or they just, with all these celebrities? Like, or, or is he just lost the, you know, I mean, or is he just in like a limbo, right? Where he was one thing and now he's another. And it does like, you know, that, that the, the reality TV, you know, sort of the YouTube reality star you know, creator does something like that intuitively, but the, the Hollywood star sits in the seat. seat oh, interesting. It, right? Yeah. Like, right. Well, would you have to understand? And I think this is often what's, this is where it's such an interesting transition and whether or not it's going to work because I think it's still something that's up for debate. But what, if, unless you work in the industry and you're there 24 seven, so much of their lives are so managed. Like one of the things that was revealed during COVID that a lot of people were not necessarily thrilled about 
was all these actors were doing all these interviews from their homes without their million dollar, you know, makeup, hair, getting the sort of talking points from their publicists right beforehand. And it was just sort of a moment where like, wow, they really are just like us. Like, and then you realize that there is a, there is sort of a, a sheen that goes up before, you know, you, an actor is presented to society. It's like, they have publicists, they have managers, and they have agents. All these people are involved in sort of directing them the ship in the right direct in the in the proper position yeah. to ensure maximum success. But what's happening with the death of the movie star, as Tim and I have talked about quite a lot on this podcast, is now now that's not their only form of revenue. They need to find another form of revenue. Bradley Cooper was just giving an interview about a month ago after Nightmare Alley. I think he was talking to Kim Masters on her yeah. podcast or something like that and said, I can't guarantee that I'm going to make any money on these movies anymore. I got to find something else to do. Yeah, so I might open a pizza I, shop, right? I mean, that yeah, was I might like, open a pizza <laughs> shop out there in Philly. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, just, yeah. it's that whole vibe of like, I got to figure out how to make money. And when that happens, the agent, the manager, the publicist aren't necessarily <laughs> as involved and yeah. that's one sort of the controlled part of, you know, their life, which is very much the acting side of it, starts to loosen up a little bit. And there is a moment, you know, and again, the idea of, you know, they're, they're being in this bubble where they're just told yes, and you're amazing and all this time. And sometimes that does lead to the point where you think you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think in that moment, I think you're right, Tim. I think maybe he walked up there, maybe just with this idea of like, I'm just going to confront him maybe yeah. and then just lost it and as soon as he saw will's fate i think chris said something to him as he was walking up yeah and i think that's he's the, smiling the he's leaning forward and smiling I mean, well the, I, yeah, feel I like chris was like what are you doing dude chris leaned forward in like, a way like i thought he it seemed like will uh, this is my guess will was going to talk to him so he leaned forward like what are you going to say and then yeah. that lean forward moment. And I think, I think he said what he like, was almost like, oh, like, here he comes. Oh, really? and I think he, that he called him Richard too, by the way, like King Richard, like he, his brain yeah, was like, yes. this is, a, and yeah, I think yeah. that that was like, he snapped and then yeah. it was full on rage at that point. And then boom. And then the rage was still rolling when he sat back down. And then only after they went, the reward was presented that I think it really starts to settle. And Will is like, oh, shit. Yeah, what did yeah. I just do? Well, no, yeah. even the next comedian that came on stage, or no, when uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Combs came on stage and started saying something like, hey, we're going to work this out later, Will's reaction is an overreaction of yeah. laughing. Yeah. He's like, ah! yeah, he's like, oh, can yeah. you, oh, this is going to, like, he tried to, like, buy into it still being a joke or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. But the the thought of, like, you, you know, you said something there, Andrew, like, it's so interesting to think that the YouTube world is basically like a cancer wiped, wiping out this other kind of prestige, or maybe not a cancer, maybe it's just like pulling the veil off. And a, and a, a person trying to manage the two, you can kind of get our culture is doing that, huh? Like, I don't even know who's famous anymore. The the host from Saturday Night Live was, was his joke was... um. I'm the most unfamous person that's ever hosted the show. It was with Jared and, Carmichael, that one? Yeah. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Jared Carmichael. He's almost like, and you're like, yeah, I don't even, I don't know who you who are. You? Google him. <laughs> yeah. After he said that, I'm like, yeah, I, I, it's a joke now, but um, I can't even tell who's famous anymore. And yeah, no, this I think you're, you're weird thing is, is blending everything together. 
Well, I mean, look, so the thing that I really focus on, like advertising is obviously one thing I write about, but the bigger theme is, yeah, it's not a question of media convergence, right? Because that's kind of happening. But, it, you know, it's, it's really about like, where is this all headed? How do you, how do you think through them? Like, what are the moving pieces? What are the key things to lock onto that give you some clarity? And then how do you think about where it's all headed based off of those moving pieces? And so Candle Media is valuable in the sense that, you know, look, they've raised a lot of money, they have a hypothesis, and then you say, okay, what's the hypothesis? Well, the hypothesis is content community and commerce, but they also are betting on the, the, the dirty secret is really their business model relies on the fact that Will Smith and Reese Witherspoon uh, are like first in line for money from studios, right? In other words, that, that all these streamers are going to need, you know, as much as they produce their own content, they're still going to need third-party studios to produce content like King Richard. And so, and then the people are going to be first in line and, you know, are and uh, Reese Witherspoon probably still will be Will Smith. It's, you know, they, they, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, but his brand is still really powerful and he hasn't lost an audience. He's just sort of created a moral quandary for people who really love him. But at the same time, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, but it, to hit to your point though, like Will Smith is both popular on YouTube and in the movies, right? We, we don't get Tom Cruise talking about what he had for breakfast or making funny videos. Um, we don't, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's in that area with Goop, but then you think about A-list, you know, the, the, the point is that how do A-list celebrities leverage th their brand, but more importantly, the math of social media to drive additional business models. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the, but the thing that Will Smith was talking about, and he's been talking about it for the past six months, and it's a really important point, which is that psychologically, you know, professionally day-to-day -day operations of how the Will Smith brand operates, you know, it involves pulling down the veil of, of reality. And it's a, and either, the, either you're comfortable with that or you're not. And the biggest problem with the creator economy is that it's not quite clear anybody's comfortable with it, but they navigate it. Yeah, right. and, and I think the, the really interesting challenge, you know, this, I, 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 I'm now distributed by the information. I write a monthly column there. And so my third column, that one of the, one of the first columns I wrote was about, um, you know, Hollywood, YouTube understands that, it was basically about how YouTube understands that Hollywood's future lies in the creator economy, meaning you know, YouTube is, and, and the big, the, sorry, I guess the, the big, the spur for that was that, that Mr. Beast's Squid Game was produced, had like, had like a $3 million budget, like two to $3 million budget. And it got over 220 million views. That, that number is probably higher now. I haven't checked yeah. it. Yet. Yeah. And it produced a better return on a one episode, you know, the equivalent of one episode of uh, your production budget for any other cable, you know, cable company, uh, cable channel or streamer. Um, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's a blip. I think it's, it's going to happen, but you know, Mr. Beast has a totally different approach to content and content creation, really more content distribution than anybody else, uh, especially in Hollywood. And so the, the question that I think that the Will Smith slap you know, hits upon and co coincides with is what does it mean for this new form of content creation to be emerging, right? That, that it has very different rules. Uh, it has, yeah. in some ways, more reach, right? YouTube reaches 135 million connected TV homes in the United States. Uh, or not connected yeah. TV homes, connected TV users. I wonder, that's a very important distinction, right? Because <laughs> we all, multiple people have like four connected TV devices in their home. Right. And so the, the question becomes, you know, looking ahead, as we, as we raise all these questions about 
the value of the Oscars going forward, right? What it represents, what it's supposed to celebrate. And I think Frank Oz you know, of the, you know, originally of the Muppets and the famous voice of Yoda, um, you know, his point was we used to celebrate artisanship, right? Like, like the, the ability to create something great. It's a, it's a little naive, but it, I think that, I think there's, but, the, but his point is, is still true, which is you, you have to ask the question of what, what we're celebrating in those, in the Oscars now, given that, Streamers are really in, in a slightly different business than traditional Hollywood. They're not interested in the big screen experiences. Um, they're not interested yeah. in good audio. I can't understand what most of these people are actors are saying anymore because the sound design is so bad on all these streaming services. But like, you, you know, there you go, Tim. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the, yeah, the the subtitle usage must just be enormous now. But there's a real no. It's the replay button. It's the backup yeah. ten seconds. Yeah, back, no, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it's there's something that's fundamentally changed. But the thing that you know, so if, if you have if you if you if you look at it, so I'll put it this way: if you look at it through Frank Oz's eyes, the point is that the artisanship of movies is different, but more importantly, it really isn't celebrated by the Academy anymore. But on the, the other side of it, which is more interesting to me, is as you look ahead and think about how YouTube is disrupting Hollywood, how YouTube is disrupting traditional production models. And, and how YouTube is streaming coming. too. I mean, you say YouTube, right, yeah. but it's streaming, TikTok, streaming, yeah. streaming but um, YouTube's disrupting Netflix too. I mean, YouTube is, yeah. is YouTube's on 135 homes in the U.S. Then it and it's free. It's eating into time that Netflix and, oh, and yeah, Netflix it, it, right. YouTube is a competitor. Like it's eating it's into in Netflix. A distraction economy. Anybody that's distracted with one platform or the other, kind of like yeah, it does take over. But explain. Let's explain this right. This new the new model you're talking about. Yep. We, Keith and I reference it as the the death of the movie star, right? Like it's not, it's really this influencer person. And you can feel that it was a little bit like their Kardashians, but their Kardashian still was very much a TV show. Yep. That's right. This is coming from a different core. It's recognizing the same possible influence that the Kardashians are trying to achieve the same kind of influence, but that was a TV show and and the last of the television shows, right? This is clearly the a, a new economy that's coming into from coming from a different space. Um, yep. YouTube influencers come a different space, but traditional actors, you know, the Ryan Reynolds, Reese Witherspoon, yep. uh, Will Smith characters, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow characters are walking onto that platform and embracing it, and that yep. blend is what's um, going there. So the the reality of not only were the Oscars dying, but Will Smith killed it. Like what, what could you ever do again? What would you ever do again on the Oscars? That isn't this now strange, you know, moment it played itself out. Um, but what is this new model? Like what's the opportunity that the new model has for, I don't know, a maker. Like what would yeah, I mean, the uh, what would the Oscars be? What t looking twenty years in the future, what would the Oscars look like? What would we be celebrating after <clears> this whole evolution has taken place? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't because 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 a lot of what YouTube is is not artisanship, right? Like if anything, all these you know, it, it's it's more about. I mean, the reason why Minister Beast does so well, and, and he's now like posting on LinkedIn about it, is that he's he says, you know, I want to focus on the images that drive the most click through, the descriptions that drive the most click through, and I customize them for different regions. And then that you know, sounds the content gross. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you dumb down everything when you're, yeah. you're going after that. Well, I think it's just it's content at this point. I think the Oscars it's content. Yeah, it's food. Oscars went from celebrating movies 
And now they're celebrating streamers. Well, you know, sort of movies that, I mean, I always define movies as something you see in a theater, but that's not what the Oscar celebrates anymore. And Coda's win, albeit probably deserved, maybe the best movie, but it ultimately was shown on the streamer. Um, it's just content. And it's, that's what they're going to celebrate. They're going to celebrate content. It's just, I mean, we talk about it all the time, content, 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 that it's all just become a wash. And to, to, there's no distinction anymore between necessarily a television show or a movie. They're, they're really, it's just a matter of time. Like, okay, the TV show takes 13 episodes, a movie you get two and a half hours. That's really the difference, I, I think at this point, but it's all just content. And yeah. the Oscars is ultimately supposed to exist to celebrate movies but I think that at this point we're on a slippery slope where it's just going to be seller. It wouldn't surprise me at all if some YouTube 30 minute movie or something that was made by somebody not even affiliated with Hollywood wins like an Academy Award because yeah, it'll just be content. So really yeah, you're yeah. saying we should launch the Academy of Content Makers, the ACM. <laughs> The ACM. And exactly. Will Smith would win the award for that because he made the, the most visible content this year. Right. right? Yeah. Right. For the slap. Yeah. The slap would be about content. content. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd be like, I'd like to thank the Academy for, for letting for me the, slap yeah. somebody. <laughs> and the loophole would come point. up and beat the crap out of him to make next year's ACM. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe The Rock needs to come up and body slam him into the orchestra pit. <laughs> and The Rock will like spin around and. <laughs> Yeah. WWE, here we go. <laughs> but you guys, look, number one, you're not wrong. The, the next, whatever, the next in, in the in the YouTube world, the next event would be, you know, who, who can top whatever Will Smith? Yeah, did, right. That would be exactly. that's, which is an interesting question, right? Like, it's a you know, when the, the, we are witnessing, to your point, like there is a shift, and you know, I think Netflix, there's, there's a you're hitting something that's that's sort of a lot of moving pieces, but I want to highlight a couple of them that I just because I think they're really important to highlight. Which is number one. The YouTube creation puts Will Smith in front of millions of people on a regular basis, and also Instagram, in a way that you know his PR team never did before, right? Or his PR team did, but it was like you know the Will Smith interview coming up at, at seven forty-five this morning on the Today Show. But then you have the Netflix model, which were network Will Smith, <clears throat> you know, and I think that was kind of the, the in the in the Blackstone press release about the the investment uh, in in Westbrook. Inc. or Westbrook Media, that you know, that the number of projects that they had, and I think a number of them were with, were with streamers. So streamers are just, you know, Netflix has set a standard where they produce a piece of content, it goes up, it's gone. Produce another piece, you know, and, and they're just feeding the machine. And, and the reality, you know, and John Landgraf of FX Network compared it to um, FX Networks compared it to uh, uh, dynamite fishing. Right? There's a famous quote like four years ago. He said, like, how do I how do I compete with dynamite fishing? And it's <laughs> You guys are kind so of true. On, on the what yeah. is you know, what are the unforeseen consequences of, of dynamite fishing? And the answer is not physical violence at the Oscars, but it is the sense that the Hollywood star no longer has a clear anchor, right? That that there's that, mm -hmm. that there's something that seemed that there's something about Will Smith that comes across in his interviews for his book and in this GQ interview from last November, where like. He is adrift, right? And and you know, and 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 Reese Witherspoon's a bit, you know, I think she's a bit more um, narrow in her ambitions than Westbrook. I mean, I think you know, she's she's really just got she and she again, she's another uh, her Hello Sunshine is another investment of of Blackstone's Candle Media, but 
You know, her commerce is Draper James. I don't know if Westbrook has commerce. They might, they might have something small. I thought I'd read that. Um, she has content. She did a, a Hello Sunshine has 300, making 300 million, 325 million in revenues this year. Not, not, not profits, wow. just revenues uh, for, wow. for their, their productions. Yeah. Um, and then she has, but still is a, that's three, a third of a billion dollars. So that's a pretty yeah, no, it's, revenue it's machine. Yeah. Even if it's just revenues, it's, you know, and yeah. it's grown from a hundred million two years ago, right. And, or less than a hundred million two years ago. So she's, a, she's, you know, but you, you see what she's doing and contrast that with Will Smith, you know, there it's two very different approaches to the same problem of which candle media has their hand in both pots. They own hell of sunshine. They have a fraction of Westbrook media. You know, I, I wrote for my, my members that like, you know, it's, you sort of you have the, the interesting dynamic that that the Will Smith slap has is does it impact those productions that are guaranteed revenue for Westbrook? But at the same time, like, is it a negative thing in the creator economy world that Will Smith inhabits? Right? Like, aren't millions? Wait, so of I want you to want to see what question. he does next. That's the question that I want you to answer: is do, does this have a negative impact? Because you, you kind of get like one thing I have to believe is that Bel Air has to come off. Like it doesn't that show where the character's name is Will Smith and he's dealing with Bel Air crap, whatever, that was one time interesting. After this incident, like I it doesn't it's I mean, so tone it. deaf. That thing they've is renewed so tone it, but deaf. I don't you're right. I don't know. They've renewed it for a second season, but I don't know. I mean it, I'm sorry, it automatically I mean, renewed it. In the last week they've renewed it or it's been renewed because it was I automatically can get, renewed. It was a two season deal. So it was in wow. yeah. So I don't, it, it I mean, feels I, I totally don't tone but well, I don't, I, at this point it might be, yeah, I mean, I think you have to wait until <laughs> the Academy makes a decision today. Like, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's an interesting question of, you know, I don't know. I, don't think I mean, the Oprah really interview hasn't decision. happened yet. If you ask me, like I, that's the one we're waiting for. Like, this is the only possible outcome is Oprah has to interview him on right. the couch in the garden with the crime with Jada right next to right, him. Right. Yep. Right. Explaining <laughs> alopecia to everybody again or whatever. The question is, can Oprah get the trigger word that was said in those three sentences to turn yeah, those three seconds a killer slap? I think it was. The, I think it was just the look. I think it was a look because she yeah. she clearly was displeased with the joke while he was laughing, and I but, think he looked about, at why, her. I wrote about again. I saw something else I wrote about, but like, why this is this is also an important point about the creator economy, which is why is it assumed that Chris Rock knew that she had alopecia? Like, mm. it was something that was discussed on red t- on red table talks. It's, you know, if you follow her on social media. Now, here's the thing. I didn't know. I mean, I've, I've been reading about the I didn't know either. I, knew shit. I didn't know what you're talking about. I, and, and if you really do the math of this stuff, it's like one, one to 10% of her 11 million Facebook red, ta- you know, red table talk followers probably knew, right? That, 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 so it's somewhere between 100,000 and a million people on a broadcast that what gets, what was the I'm just saying it, it wasn't a joke about alopecia. It wasn't even, he wasn't right. making fun of alopecia. Well, why, He's so, making fun of a, a, a woman who shaved a woman dressed in army green that has a shaved head in the front row. You're at the front row of a comedy club. I mean, it's yep. a, it's a comedy roast. That's yep. what the show is. And you're in the front row and you shaved your head. What I mean, you shaved your head. I don't know what to say. Like, I get and that it's why, a reaction to would, a disease, and but she explained that very well. But he, why, yeah, he he doesn't need to be sensitive to that at that moment. Um, why would he assume that he would? Like Rock knew. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, th- th- there was this yeah. whole a lot of the social media chatter was well, you didn't know he knew that she had alopecia and he made that joke anyway. It's like, well, no, we don't know that. <laughs> no, we don't know. 
Like, I don't think most people knew. didn't know. That's the thing. Like, I don't how know many people read People magazine that. anymore? Thousands? Like, I, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, you would yeah, know. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly is going digital. They can't even get enough people to buy the thing anymore. Right. There's, yeah. there's a there's a real there's 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 a but this actually hits on the point that we started with, which is the disconnect is that there's still this older Hollywood culture that was you know PR folks plugged into celebrity rags, plugged into talk shows, plugged into Oprah. And the assumption was that the audience knew. And now you're in this moment where the audience doesn't know. In fact, the yeah. audience in many ways knows Will Smith better than most of those celebrities in the, in the, in the, uh, in the audience. Yep. Yeah. And that's a, and, and that's actually to Will Smith's credit. And that's why in a funny way, I think you know, he, he may end up being, I think he's going to be okay after this simply because so your takeaway is he's going to be okay. Okay, but only like the creator economy way, right? Like I think Hollywood way, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think they're just going to, Yeah, I think it's going to be like a mixed reaction, which is- backed out of the academy, which means he can't vote for, he can't vote anymore. Which but are they going to still be nominated? And right, that's, that's like, probably going to try to get it. But now they're, I think they're going to, I think they're going to let him keep the Oscar because uh, you know, his behavior had nothing to do with the Oscar, but I think his, but his behavior does have to do with whether or not he should continue to participate. In no, the, 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 right. the greatest Hollywood irony is going to be when Donald Trump wins an Oscar in the future and Will Smith can't come. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's the one. Like, uh, you know, oh, something's yeah, coming. That'll you be know, a that's a, come on, son. Uh-uh. Keith, what I want to know your takeaway before we have to wrap this up. Do you think what's the impact here for Will? Do you think it's he's going to be okay, or are we going to? Uh, I think there's going to be a, a period of. Um, I, I think right now you're seeing the sort of cooling off. Um, Sony's kind of put Bad Boys Four on hold. Um, Apple Netflix put a movie that he was supposedly work on that's sort of also on hold. Apple TV Plus, which is sitting on a multi-million dollar movie that he produced and starred in, uh, another potential Oscar contender. Uh, they haven't really released said what the release date is. I think they're kind of seeing what how this all shakes out. Um, do I think he'll recover? Probably. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think um, the reality is the the post reaction, sort of like the day after. 24 hours later, I think was when they all realized the tide had actually turned against him. I think he felt in the moment that he was going to be fine. And that's why he gave the speech that he did where he danced all night, night, which all the people who were there and are posting videos that have all pulled those videos down because they now realize how bad it looks. And I think because of that, there's going to be a little bit longer for him to come back from this because it wasn't an instantaneous, Oh, I screwed up and got up there and said, I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my King Richard family. I want to apologize to everyone out. What basically what he said in the Instagram post is what he should have said the night of the Oscars. Yeah. Right. Instead of trying to justify it, but because he tried to justify it and then went out and partied all night. Yeah. um, Even though there's there, there are rumblings that his team was telling him not to go to the Vanity Fair Oscar party, go home. Don't it's a bad look, but he went anyway. And then when he woke up the next day and all of a sudden everyone 
is like, this was horrible. It was awful. And obviously you sleep on something and you wake up the next morning. You're like, whoa, I really screwed the pooch on this one. Not, not and I think that I have the luxury of sleeping on committing battery. Right. right exactly. <laughs> That's true. There's that. Going home. But, after committing, yeah, committed but I, battery. I, I slept on it. I was wrong. I think, I, I think Instagram's going to solve the problem. Yes. Right. I think, uh, I think that's why it'll be a little bit longer for him to, I think he's going to go and I think he's going to go into hiding. I don't think we'll see him for the next few months. Um, I think he'll, yeah, you know, he, like he said, I need to work on myself. So he'll, he'll go away quietly and, you know, feel it out and see how things come back. You know, it, it, it I mean, it's, it's this whole thing of like, well, when does someone completely, you know, gone versus when are they forgiven and allowed to come back? And the rules haven't really been written about what that is yet. Do I think his career should be over? No. Um, but I do think he has to do some serious, you know, atoning for what happened that night and the aftermath and the party, because all of that just made one, it just, it was a rolling hill of shit and it just got worse and worse and worse as the night went on. Um, so I think that's a big part of the problem. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it ultimately, it's only gonna as Tim falls apart on the it's ultimately gonna I think it's also gonna depend on you know what the academy's reaction. Um, if they do in fact, I mean, I think there's gonna be a, a there apparently has been a a push for a, a a very strong punishment for him, despite the fact that he tried to take a little bit of the steam out by resigning. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what that is. And then I think that's also gonna play into the calculus as well. My my guess is, as I, I kind of joked about too, Mike, my guess is Oprah is drooling like crazy. We're gonna see some oh, there, that's gonna be tour. that'll be that'll be his this his re, re, when he goes on his re, rehab tour. That'll be the yeah. first step. An interview with Oprah or somebody just talking about why he did what what happened and blah and yeah. that and then that'll I, my begin, guess be, again the beginning be, of the rehab tour. We're gonna see Chris Rock and Will Smith on stage next year at the Oscars. That's what I'm I can't saying. wait to hear Chris Rock stand up routine about this whole yeah. thing. That's what I no, can't wait I, for. I think Chris Rock knows that the best thing for his own life is to get this behind him. And the easiest way to get behind him is to stand on stage and make a joke of it. And then everyone's okay with it. And everyone's healed. It's interesting yeah. that he, he, I feel like he understands the healing process more. And he said it when he said, oh, I could, it's the greatest night in television. <laughs> like the minute he held himself back right then is like the Chris Rock professional stepped in way beyond. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, even when he did his stand-up act in Boston, like a day or two after he said, I'm, I'm not ready to talk about this. I'm yeah. still processing what happened. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just sit back. I wrote this routine before this all happened. I, I'll yeah. talk about it eventually and I'll probably make fun of it, but now's not the time. So yeah. he clearly is, you're right. Processing it. And you know, you're right. I think the best way for everyone to move on is for the two of them to step on stage joke about it, hug it out, and then yeah. boom. They'll over. make a movie or something. They'll do a skit somewhere <laughs> beforehand so the Oscars... Or he'll show it. up when... He, he'll be in the audience when Chris Rock does The Oscars want to be it. around so bad. They'll do anything to keep the audience going, and they'll be like, hey, we have to get past this. Let's get... In. They'll abide... You know, some producer will buy that bit and put it on stage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's such a crazy moment. You I, know, Andrew, I... I Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, and then I'll tell you my, my two cents on this. No, no, you go ahead because I was going to wrap it up. There's a quick thought though. Was like Chris Rock is actually a much more tightly managed persona than than uh, than oh. Will Smith, and so I don't know how that's going to play out. Like it's, it's a really that's true. 
I, I, he has been very, he's been, I only do my comedy tour. I do like quick appearances at comedy clubs. Like, I don't know. I, I think that there's going to be, I think Chris, you mean Chris's team more. would hold him back from doing something more. But I think uh, also personally, I think he's kind of rattled by it. I don't think he, yeah, likes, I, yeah I, I think it's that. I think he really, I don't think he likes the image. I don't think there's anything that gets erases the yeah. image. I don't think anything erases the moment. Like, I just don't think he ever thought of his career that way. And I just, it, it's a very, I think, you know, you sort of wonder how much of this is shame. And there might be shame. I mean, you wonder how much of this is just like the, not and what he's saying, which is how do you begin to process this, right? Like an A-list celebrity got out of his, out of his seat to slap a comic and Chris Rock is the comic, but more importantly, it's still not clear why that happened, right? That like why that set of decisions took place Yeah, because there's, you know, it's, it's a series of decisions once you get to a slap. And so I, there's something that where he's like, it's, it's, there's no, there's no reference for processing. None. Yeah. Yeah. I, and just the threat of what that can mean for, you know, uh, offending someone else in the future or um, putting yourself out there to ask a question. Cause that was his comment. I mean, there's no, that's what we love about Chris Rock is that he had that ability to stand on stage in front of the people and make fun of them. A lot yeah, of comedians will make fun of people when there's not in the audience. Chris yeah, does it while they're in the audience, and that's and to brilliance. be and to be fair to a lot, the comedians were one of the the first to come out and say that was absolutely horrific. Yeah, that was horrible, and yeah. Will Smith should apologize immediately. They were the group that was like, because they realize what that means. Like, oh great, this means any schmo who's at some comedy club is going to come and try to slap me now if I make a joke about it. Yeah. But that's comedy. That's comedy, and it's like. Yeah. It's why you so, sit in the front row at a comedy club. Yeah, you know exactly, because you know you're going to get roasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, Andrew, I, the, I appreciate your perspective because it's something I had not exactly filled in the gaps for, but to recognize kind of the influence play. I mean, Blackstone is a major influencer. Candle Media obviously yeah. has a strategy that they don't want to lose on. Yeah. Um, and I, it makes me kind of wonder what the impact's going to be for these celebrities that have, are going the direction of influencer slash, you know, I don't know whether it be actor slash whatever that kind of yes. new trend is. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I really, the thing that I can't <laughs> figure out is I'll tell you the, the guy who I really follow closely, because you just sort of see, and, and he, he might be the exception to the rule, but I don't think he is, is Logan Paul only because he's, um, you know, he was just in the WWE last week, but, you know, he's built a career, started as a Vine creator, and now he has a podcast and the podcast, he records videos, you know, he interviewed, he and his guys interviewed uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on, on Super Bowl weekend, like, you know, he's, he's in the mix, but he's also, you know, he and his brother are also in the sports world, right? And so you sort of get that, the, that these are multi-dimensional talents that focus their energy is in very they make very specific bets with their talent, um, but they really, you know, they've invested everything in understanding what it means to be a creator in the space. And I think that, you know, I wouldn't say that Will Smith is on a learning curve, even though he's, he talks about being on a learning curve, but I think all these, right. you know, even this Reese Witherspoon is on a learning curve. And, and I right. think that the- Everyone's on a learning curve in this process. Yeah. It's brand new. And, yeah. so, and so I don't know, you know, the, the thing that you, we, we, people say creator economy, and I think what it means is that you just have these thousands of creators who are, who are figuring out business models on YouTube and on Patreon and Twitter and Instagram and, and Substack. And so that there's all of a sudden there's all these tools that enable talent to provide services in ways that they otherwise weren't able to do before. 
And so that means if you really get granular, right, the, the tools of creation are changing. You know, the iPhone is now a, 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 as probably as more dominant a camera device than you know, the traditional Hollywood cameras, right? What's the, the red 4K cameras that they're mm -hmm. but like? There's just, there's, there's so many new variables that you know, I, I try not to overgeneralize when I say the creator economy, because it really sums up like yeah. thousands and thousands of different permutations of, of what people are doing. But what Will Smith did, you know, what Will Smith has been doing is, and, and like, he, and by the way, he's saying that he's getting advice from The Rock and Kevin Hart, right? So there's a, there's a real, like, it's, it's, it's a chaotic new uh, I guess I'd say it's a chaotic emergence of many new business models that are all disruptive to Hollywood across the supply chain. And, you know, that may be kind of the big takeaway in this moment, right? That the Oscars were effectively a celebration of a very particular supply chain. Yeah. Right? The output yeah. was a, the a theater screen and the input was creative talent and editors and directors and grips and sound editors and they were celebrating, you know, how do you get from point, you know, how do you get from idea to execution? We're going to celebrate the execution in this really big night. But now execution has been totally fragmented and, and you know, the, people call it democratized. I think this even in like anarchized, right? Like that it is that, it, that <laughs> so many different people can do so many different things based on their own <laughs> rules. Um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you aggregate that. And I don't know how you aggregate and you, celebrate. You no longer need to get the no. whole village to vote and agree on getting something done. So the That's achievement right. of, of uh, production can be uh, less people, greater technology, and still equal results, especially when right. your, your distribution look, you, is. It doesn't have to be in theatrical. It can be on a, you know, on a computer screening and be called a right. film. Yeah. Which is what, yeah, and I think that's sort of or that's Squid, what Squid Game was able to do. Like it, that's a core, but that's a quotation. Like why should Netflix yeah. win an Oscar? I mean, the, they, Netflix says yes, but there are a lot of people in the Academy who say no. That what they're doing is producing something for that's very you know the the, the idea to execution model is just totally different. You know that that the the quality that's required at the final moment is less. You know, I, I love Andrew. I love when Andrew talks about the quality of Netflix <laughs> movies because that's exactly because they're issue bad. I <laughs> <laughs> right, right? If, I, if I can't understand what somebody's saying, it's not a good movie, right? I mean, that, yeah. that, that's a you know that's, that's bad sound editing, and, right. and I think that you know. I, but again, the point is, I think YouTube could celebrate all these creators with their own Oscars, and they don't. I think we've seen over the years. I think there were like. You know, the Webby Awards are kind of a version of this, but you know they're they're a much broader sort of model. But yeah. it's a very big. It, it's I don't know how you think about this, and I don't. And I, but I think that you really are. You really saw on the last Oscars that I don't think anybody knows how to think about this. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they like the idea that Netflix is a, is a has has nominees for best movies, and but and, but and and the person who won best picture or the the studio who won best picture, it was Apple. Apple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't, didn't acquire. They just we bought it. Them. Yeah, they just bought the movie, right? I mean, they, they, they bought the movie. They didn't make it, right? Yeah, they just Netflix distributed it. Nuts. Netflix yeah. produced Power of the Dog, Soup to Nuts, right? And so and I, you wouldn't call Apple a studio. You, traditionally, studios no. purchase. No, it's a distributor. Studios. That's all it yeah. is, really. Yeah, so crazy. All right, now as always, my friend, it's so great to have you on the show here. Great, yeah, great chat with you. You, you some uh, my favorite. You, uh, <laughs> One of my favorite conversations. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, I think the audience appreciates that we we bring you into this thing too because these different angles of what we have to cover yeah. or kind of explain through is really awesome. If people want to uh, get a hold of your brain more often, 
you have a newsletter parkour. Um, yes. Is there, how do you spell parkour? Cause I, I'm not really clear. <laughs> you what see the, it? How do you spell parkour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I don't. It seems to be floating right above Andrew's head. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I, I just totally forgot. The name of the newsletter again is, uh, uh, but no, they can find you online. Uh, Friday. What, yeah, what's the URL you go to? Parkour. So, I mean, so, you could, so you could go to parkour.com, P-A-R-Q-O-R.com. Uh, I am now, I'm the first third party publisher on, uh, being distributed by The Information, uh, which is a Silicon Valley um, uh, publication. And they've just actually won a bunch of awards for business reporting. And so I'm, uh, I'm in, in a highly esteemed company and feel very fortunate that that's the, that, that, that's the uh, outcome. Um, and so yeah, you, you, can, you can literally just sign up on the homepage there and then take them through a, a, a lovely funnel. Um, and so, yeah, so that's that's where you can find me. Pretty straightforward. Great. And congratulations on that. Uh, thank, you. With information. Oh, thank you. That's really awesome. I was at a dinner last week and somebody actually said, I love when Andrew Rosen, when's Andrew Rosen coming back on the, on the podcast? Because I love when he's really? on there. He always gives me different things to think about. And I said, just wait till Friday because he's coming. <laughs> <with it."> like, <laughs> wow. That's, so, that's yeah. a huge compliment. You are. You go. You're a, you're you have a fan following right at least a fan of one if i can <laughs> but hopefully that, that represents more than that uh, so there are people have fewer <laughs> yes yeah, that's exactly. true <laughs> good so good to see you and we'll so see you good soon to see you. Thanks, All right,